Welcome to the Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and I'm excited to be back for another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Lots of stuff to cover in the basketball world. We are going to be touching on some of the other sports later on in this week, specifically Thursday and Friday. We have NFL draft coverage coming your way. We'll also be trying to get you some previews of the Big Ten tournament games and you know whatnot and what's going on and also talk a little bit about the seating that is happening with the wrestling championships that is going to be taking place on Wednesday evening is when the seating is going to be happening or I believe Wednesday afternoon either way we'll try to break that down on Thursday as well I'm going to be on vacation in Canada snowboarding so like I said it might be a little bit difficult but I will try to get you episodes every single day this week. On today's episode, as I mentioned, though, we are going to be talking about the men's basketball team. That is because the Big Ten Awards were announced on Monday, yesterday afternoon. We also understand what the Big Ten tournament bracket is going to look like or does look like. So we're going to be talking a bit about that. Then also the AP poll rankings were released as well. So I want to touch on that as well. If you are tuning in for the very first time today, make sure to like, review, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the brand new Himalaya Podcast app. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have some great stuff coming up with March Madness. Probably going to do some giveaways. Last year, we had our own March Madness bracket. Whoever won got to pick a shirt of their choice. Unfortunately, it went to one of my colleagues on the Locked On Sports Network who hosts the Locked On Badgers. And I sent him an Iowa Hawkeye shirt anyways. So, jokes on him. But anyways, that's the point. You can play some of these games, but I just need you to be following me on one of these social media areas, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That way you can know about what is going on with these little giveaways we are going to be doing. That being said, let's jump into the show. Like I said, the first thing I want to touch on is the announcement of who won Big Ten Player of the Year. And no surprise, it was Luca Garza. So, Love the fact that the big man was able to claim the Big Ten Player of the Year award, uh, but unanimous selection for uh, being a first-team All-Big Ten player. No surprise at all. Honestly, I would have been shocked had he not been named Big Ten Player of the Year. I think he should be considered the frontrunner for National Player of the Year, and I've had a lot of discussions on that uh, on the past couple of shows. I know some Dayton fans and San Diego State fans seemingly are always in my mentions talking about why Luka Garza sucks or why Dayton's Obi Toppin is better. I don't care 
do it against good competition. I don't think Dayton's a bad team. I think they're actually a very, very good team, a team I don't want to play. But they have not done it against high-level competition. And to me, that freaking matters. That does matter. The fact that Luka Garza is doing it day in, day out against some of the toughest teams in the nation, some some of the toughest players in the nation, and he's consistently putting up over 20 points. Um, to me, that is just truly, truly impressive. Um, I'm a huge fan, obviously, of his game, and I think he deserves the world by what he is doing this season. Joining Luka Garza on the All-Big Ten teams was Joe Wieskamp, the sophomore guard. He made third-team All-Big Ten um, honestly, I'm a, I'm honestly a little bit surprised he made the third team All Big Ten. I thought he had a, a decent season, and I mean, when you look at his stats, they haven't been bad. He just really hasn't shown up in the past month. But his statistics, let's take a look at it. Um, averaged just under 11 shots a game, made 42% of his shots, um, a little bit lower than last year. Um, his three-point shots went up by a shot. It was actually he's only hitting 34.7%, which is a pretty big dip from last year's 42%. Free throw shooting went up, rebounding went up by a rebound. Assists went up by 0.5, and he's still averaging at one steal, 0.5 blocks, and he's averaging 14 points, which is a little bit of an increase from last year's 11.1. An okay season from Joe Wieskamp. I think I, I can't tell if we're just getting a little bit too um, overzealous and expecting more from him, or is this is kind of what to expect. I do think there's better basketball in Joe Wieskamp than what we've seen over the past month, but I'm just not sure what the expectations really should be at this point, right? I mean – are we supposed to expect a first-team All-Big Ten player? I mean, that was supposed to be Joe Wieskamp on that list for first-team All-Big Ten, not necessarily Luka Garza. So what do we expect from Joe Wieskamp going forward? Um, you know, Is next year the year where he turns it on for the full season? Is there something bothering or hampering him? Because he really hasn't shot the ball well at all the past month. And his three-point shooting, I think, is a, a huge indicator of that as well. Um, that is a pretty significant drop in three-point shooting percentage. That is 60 points, nearly 60 points that he's dropped. Actually, wow, excuse me, my math is terrible. That is nearly 80 points that he has dropped in three-point per shooting percentage, uh, down to 34.7%. Imagine if he was hitting even you know, 20% higher. He could, you know, we could maybe win a couple games more, right? We could have maybe beaten Illinois yesterday or on uh, Sunday, excuse me. So, Interesting. Regardless, I think he's a you know awesome player and a very talented player. Um, I just wonder if the third team All Big Ten was more about um, the hype coming into the season versus what he did on the floor throughout the Big Ten conference season. Nevertheless, congratulations to Joe Wieskamp on the All Freshman team. C.J. Frederick made the list, um, and that's no surprise. He's leading the Big Ten in three point shooting, um, having a phenomenal season as a freshman. And one of the things people have talked about is maybe that's actually why. Isaiah Moss left the Hawks. And, and to, to be fair, he went to a top-ranked Kansas team. He has an opportunity to play for a national championship. Maybe he did not think there was an opportunity to be able to do that with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, but I also think part of the decision to leave the program was the fact that C.J. Frederick was going to have a fantastic season, and Isaiah Moss saw some of that writing on the wall. For his freshman season, despite dealing with injuries and illnesses throughout the year, he is hitting 46% of his three-point shots, which is incredible. Um, 48% of his shots from the field. He's 
excuse me, averaging 1.9 rebounds a game, 2.8 assists, 0.7 steals, and 10.2 points. Um, so fantastic stuff for the freshman to be able to get on the all-freshman team. I do have big hopes for him making multiple all-Big Ten teams going forward, and I think that should be the expectation for him, especially as he becomes a more integral part of the offense and becomes potentially the main focus of the offense in future years after a Luca Garza or a Joey's camp departs. The last person I want to touch on for the awards um, Connor McCaffrey won the sportsmanship award for Iowa and I gotta be honest I'm not exactly sure how to feel about that I have been a huge Connor McCaffrey supporter throughout the season I think his game is fantastic for Iowa and he's given them exactly what they needed against Illinois he hit two clutch three-point shots to help them get back in the game um, he is not going to be the world's best shooter. He's never going to light the world on fire with his shooting abilities. But as a true point guard, um, he is one of the smartest guys, if not the smartest guy on the court at all times. Uh, sportsmanship, though, uh, I think is interesting. It kind of depends on what your definition of sportsmanship is. Um, if it is literally you know, the fact that he is a good sport to everyone until he gets fired up or until someone gets in his face, then I get that. And that's probably a well-deserved award then for him. But he is definitely not going to be the guy that backs down. We saw it against Illinois. Um, and I don't think that necessarily says he's not a good sport. I just think, you know, it's hard to typically give that award to people who do show that fiery side and who are going to get in someone's face and not back town. I mean, I feel like had there not been the opportunity for him to get ejected from the game, he would have punched uh, the guy from Illinois. So um, regardless, though, congratulations to Connor McCaffrey for getting that Big Ten Sportsmanship Award. Um, a guy who is incredibly underrated and underappreciated, I think, from Iowa Hawkeye basketball fans all around. But um, at least getting some awards here and likely going to get um, some recognition when he gets on the baseball field as well after a, a pretty good basketball season. Coming up, though, I want to talk a bit about the rankings before jumping into the Big Ten tournament talk and what I expect from the Big Ten tournament. So that will be coming up after a few short messages. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alrighty then, we are back with segment number two of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Want to touch on the AP poll before jumping into that Big Ten preview. Iowa somehow managed to stay in the top 25, dropping seven spots after... Getting stomped by Purdue, and let's be honest, you know, losing to Illinois, I, both those games, they were down significant points um, earlier in the game. We're able to come back at least for the most part. Purdue made it look respectable, even though anyone who watched that game knows that was not a respectable performance from Iowa. Really crapped the bet on senior night at Carver Hawkeye Arena before falling to Illinois on the road at one point you know, clinging to a, you know, they were 16, 18 points down at one point. We're able to bring it back to have an opportunity to win the game with the final shot before blowing it. I don't, I still don't think Iowa should probably be top 25 at this point. And I think because of those performances this past week, they might have cost themselves a few seeds in the NCAA uh, tournament bracket. You know, there's a, a time where we felt like Iowa could potentially be a number four seed. And that would have been 
huge for the Hawks. A great opportunity to get a slightly easier schedule going into it. Um, with the loss to Purdue, I thought they dropped maybe five or six. The loss to Illinois as well. Um, they really need to show out in this Big Ten tournament if they want to get a seed higher than six, in my opinion. I think they need to make the you know the championship game if they want to get to a five or a four seed potentially. Um, if they win the Big Ten tournament, I think they could potentially squeeze into that four seed because it would take uh, you know four wins against quality opponents to be able to get there. Um, just my thoughts though. The top twenty-five ranking obviously not good for you know being number 25 they are right on the cusp and I think they probably aren't really deserving of being in that top 25 spot after this uh, dismal and disappointing past week for the Hawks let's jump our attention to the Big Ten tournament though uh, games start shortly all right so it is I'm recording this on Monday afternoon when you're listening to this it is likely Tuesday morning games take place tomorrow Wednesday evening starting with Northwestern versus Minnesota the 13 seed versus the 12 seed and then we get Nebraska versus Indiana the 14 seed versus the 11 seed and I honestly feel like Iowa got a pretty good draw from a bracket perspective because they are able to avoid Michigan State and Maryland until the finals and those and, and Purdue as well. Those are three teams that I worry about the most from Iowa playing. I think Michigan State is playing fantastic basketball right now after struggling a little bit midway through the season. Michigan State is is my pick to win the Big Ten tournament at this point. I think they are the team to beat. This is a Tom Izzo team that is getting hot right at the right time, and I do not want to be anywhere near Michigan State when that happens. Uh, you know, Cassius Winston has been playing out of his mind. We saw it against Iowa really take over that game and, and win that game for them against Iowa, um, you know, up in you know, up in Michigan. Maryland, a team that to me kind of confuses me a bit. They have a lot of talent. I think Iowa matches up pretty well with them, but uh, Iowa sometimes doesn't do a great job of guarding the perimeter, and Anthony Cowan can really turn um, that against you, and when he gets going, it can be difficult for teams to stop them, especially Iowa. I do think a guy like Jalen Smith doesn't scare me as much. Um, I don't know why. I know he's a, a five-star recruit um, getting projected to go in the first round of the, the NBA draft, but um, his game doesn't scare me nearly as much as Anthony Cowan. I feel like his presence doesn't make as big of an impact as Anthony Cowan does, especially because Iowa does a little bit better job of guarding um, some of those post players as they do compared to some of those guards who can get hot and shoot threes and whatnot. So again, I think Iowa got a very, very favorable draw. I would have liked to see them get that four seed after, you know, if they would have been able to beat Illinois. Again, we talked about that on the show yesterday. They really dropped the ball in that game against Illinois with an opportunity to get a double bye and play Illinois later. But really, it doesn't change their path at all. Whoever won that game was going to get the four seed, I believe. I'm not sure if Illinois would have got the five seed at Iowa beat them, but regardless, the, 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 the path doesn't change a ton. So what this means, um, Iowa gets the winner of Northwestern and Minnesota. Um, Minnesota having a down year after losing quite a few quality players from last year. Um, obviously, the really the, uh, the worst team of all the teams not named Northwestern and Nebraska. And I know that's a, quite an obvious statement to make. But what I mean by that is there's really a couple tiers in the Big Ten, right? So you have the worst teams. Nebraska, Northwestern, you have the competitive and scary teams, which I think clearly has Minnesota in it. It has Indiana. It has Purdue. It has a Michigan and Rutgers. And then you have, actually, I didn't put Ohio State in there. Then you have the, the, at the top teams, kind of the upper echelon teams with Iowa, 
Penn State, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State, Maryland. Um, that's kind of how I break it out. And I think Minnesota's firmly in that mix of a team that could do some damage. Um, they could beat in Iowa. I mean, they almost did this past season. Um, it took Iowa uh, holding them to zero points in the final five minutes to be able to get that win against Minnesota. Um, you know, on the road, of course, against a team that clearly hates Iowa. I mean, if you watch any Minnesota game, it doesn't matter what the game is. They find a way to incorporate who hates Iowa, we hate Iowa. Um, maybe we're a little bit in their wheelhouse and they are struggling with that. But um, Iowa did hold on to win quite an ugly game, 58-55. to And the matchup here that I'd be most interested in watching is Daniel Otoro versus Luca Garza. Um, in that game, uh, I thought it was a you know a battle between those two Um Luka Garza still managed to get his. He got 24 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 block. Um, shot 52% from the field. Daniel Otoro uh, played 36 minutes, went 6 of 13 for 15 points and 6 rebounds. And Marcus Carr also um, had a pretty, you know, I would say a good game from getting the paint from Minnesota's standpoint. But the biggest thing I think, like I said, is Daniel Otoro versus Luka Garza. Who wins that matchup? Um, some people thought Daniel Otoro was a guy who should have been having having more conversations about being a, you know, first team all big 10, that kind of thing. Um, I did not, I was not that impressed with him this season. And clearly the, uh, you know, the coaches and the, the, you know, big 10 guys were also not as impressed. He did get second team, all big 10, according to the coaches. And then according to the media, uh, Daniel Otoro got second team as well. So a good player in his own right, but I think Luca Garza definitely wins that battle against him um, when they do play. And I think it should be a win that Iowa should get in the big 10 tournament. Unfortunately, we have seen them kind of slump a little bit over the last week and a half, um, getting blown out by Purdue, uh, struggling against Illinois. Um, when France teams have done this, they have typically made a quick exit in the big 10 tournament. So I'm hoping that is not the case this year. But it is definitely a possibility when you have a conference that is loaded from top to bottom, save for Nebraska and Northwestern. Coming up, though, I'm going to touch on what the path remains for Iowa if they are to get past that Minnesota game, potentially Minnesota game, I guess I should say, and what I think should will ultimately happen in the Big Ten tournament for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Right, we are back with our third and final segment of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, breaking down the Big Ten tournament and Iowa's path to the championship game. They do get, again, the winner of Northwestern versus Minnesota Thursday afternoon, likely around 2.30, 3 o'clock. Um, that is after the Michigan-Rutgers game. If they win that game, they get another rematch with Illinois. And I don't know about you, but I am quite excited about this game I think Iowa matches up well against Illinois. They struggle against teams who shoot the three-pointer well, and Illinois does not do that. I think where Illinois took advantage of Iowa was they out-hustled them, they beat them on the offensive glasses, and I thought or the offensive glass, excuse me, and I thought they did a pretty good job of actually attacking Luka Garza down low. I thought Luka Garza did a good job offensively, but defensively they did a good job of attacking him and understanding where the weaknesses were on Iowa's defense. Um, C.J. Frederick playing with three fouls. They really attacked him hard. Whenever he was on one of their guys, they drove right at him to try to get him more fouls. So, you know, Illinois does a good job of playing smart basketball. And then when you have a guy like A.O. DeSumo, um, I butchered that name probably again. I, I always struggle with it. I even looked up the pronunciation, and I still butchered it. But when you have a guy like DeSumo, um, who is likely a you know a top 20 pick in the NBA draft, you have to worry at all times. He's a guy who can take over the ball game. Think of a uh, 
Jordan Bohannon with more pure talent, right? Like Jordan Bohannon is a fantastic shooter who can take over ball game. Dosumo is a guy who's going to play NBA basketball though. And he's a guy they have to watch out for. That being said, um, if Iowa gets that game, I do think they win on a neutral court. Um, I, I'm curious to see if Illinois fans travel for the game in Indianapolis. Um, that, to me, could make a difference as well, being the fact that Illinois is not that far away from Indianapolis um, and, and you know Champaign not, not more than a couple hours away. So that'll be interesting, but I do think Iowa could win that game, a good matchup for them out of all the teams in the top four. I think they match up best with them and Wisconsin, and they got them both on their side of the bracket. So if Iowa wins against Minnesota or Northwestern, they get Illinois. If they win that game, they get the winner of Michigan, Rutgers, and Wisconsin on that side of the bracket. Uh, Michigan versus Rutgers. I think I, I just don't I don't see the hype in Michigan this year. I think Rutgers is going to beat them in that first round. I do think Wisconsin can slow play them and beat them in that March 13th game on Friday evening. But that being said. Wisconsin losing their very first game would also not surprise me. I have not been impressed with this Wisconsin team. This the fact they were able to grind out a big a share of the Big Ten title is truly impressive, and I think it goes to show that I, I think Wisconsin's head coach Greg Gard 100% deserves the award of Big Ten Coach of the Year for what he did with this Wisconsin team. Also losing Kobe King in the middle of the season because he didn't want to play with Wisconsin. Um, To me, he did a fantastic job, but this Wisconsin team is not the most talented Wisconsin team. They are just a very physical Big Ten team who play good defense, slow the pace of the game, and win the way they win. And so, if they do lose, wouldn't surprise me. That being said, let's play it as if Wisconsin does win this game against a number nine Michigan or number eight seeded Rutgers. That means Iowa gets a rematch versus Wisconsin. Again, another great game that Iowa played against Wisconsin um, earlier in the season, getting that win 68 to 62 at Carver Hawkeye Arena to extend their win streak to five. Um, a huge win for Iowa at that time. I think it's tough. Wisconsin, for some reason, just has Iowa. Uh, they just they get Iowa well, and they they or they do a good job against Iowa. Um, coming into that game, Iowa was tied at half, was able to turn it on uh, late in that second half to win 68 to 62 and move Wisconsin to 12 and nine. But since that time, Wisconsin has turned on the freaking Jets. They have only lost, and I'm gonna check this right now just so I can make sure I can give you the right information. Since losing to Iowa, they have lost just one game the rest of the season against Minnesota, 70-52. to They have reeled off one, two, three, four, seven, eight games in a row. They've won eight games in a row going into this tournament. So they are a team that's playing with confidence. Um, they win ugly, but they get the job done. Um, I do think, like I said, Iowa matches up well against Wisconsin, and that is a very winnable game if they were able to make it that far. And that's a huge if, especially after what we've seen from Iowa over the past week and a half. They would likely get Michigan State or Maryland. I do think there's an outside chance if Purdue gets hot from three. We've seen them be able to win games, obviously, against Iowa. They've been playing like they know their season's on the line, and they need a couple wins in the tournament this year to even have an opportunity to make the NCAA tournament. Um, Records do matter, and Purdue is not really in a good spot for that right now at 16 and 15, especially after losing, you know, their last game to Rutgers in overtime. If they can do something about that, if they can beat Ohio State, if they can take down Michigan State, 
and then be a Maryland or Penn State most likely. Um, that would put them at 19 wins. I think they have an opportunity to make the NCAA tournament there. And as we've seen, when they when their season's on the line, they played pretty well for the most part. Um, you know, I, I thought they needed those two wins against Indiana and Iowa. They got them. They needed that win against Rutgers. Played at least a pretty good game there. Um, they're going to be playing with their season on the line. Um, that would be an interesting team to watch. But I do think Michigan State ultimately pulls it out and does advance the championship game this year. Like I said, you don't bet against a Tom Izzo team in March. And the experts, for the most part, do agree with me. Michigan State is the favorite to win the Big Ten tournament, followed by Maryland and Wisconsin. Then Illinois, Iowa, and Ohio State are all tied for fourth with their odds. We have Michigan right behind them, Penn State behind that. I don't think Penn State's been playing that well down the stretch either. Rutgers behind them, Purdue, Indiana, Minnesota tied. And then Northwestern and Nebraska giving you odds that if you bet – I mean, some of these odds are just insane. Uh, On CBS Sports, Nebraska's plus 500,000. So – I mean, if you want to bet a dollar, let's uh, let's go. Can be much more of a, a risk versus reward type of bet there. I do think, like I said, I think Michigan State's going to win the tournament. I think Iowa can is going to win their first game. If they win their first game and get Illinois, I do believe they win that game. Um, the The Saturday game is where I get kind of a little bit sketched out. I don't know if they can handle that, but having momentum on their side would be um, a huge win for them, or a huge opportunity for them to get that win on Saturday and advance the conference championship game um, on that Sunday. <sighs> that being said, if Iowa were to drop that first game against Minnesota, it truly would not surprise me in the slightest bit. And I hate saying that, but it's just true based off how they've been playing. It just doesn't seem like they're playing with the urgency and the, the effort that is needed to take on some of these teams. And it is going to be a battle. Minnesota isn't a terrible team. They still have some talent on that team. And so I was going to need to be wary of that and not, um, let that, you know, not let that play into their mindset coming into the game. They need to come into it with an attack mode and they need to come into it with an idea of getting up ahead early and keeping that lead, not letting these teams claw back in. Um, they need to basically shut Minnesota up very quick. Um, and I think if they can do that, they can get back on track and potentially pull out a run here. I mean, anything is possible. Um, we've seen teams make unprecedented runs before. This team has the talent to be able to do it. It's just a matter of whether or not they have the mindset and can put together four straight games of excellent basketball in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Followed by that, we're going to get the NCAA Tournament seating. So a lot's going to happen this week. And as I said, I'll try to break down these games in advance, give you a preview of the games and a recap of the games, despite being in Canada snowboarding. Um, that's my commitment to you all right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. If you did like what you hear today, make sure to like, review, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's how you can get the latest information about the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Again, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. I absolutely appreciate and love all the support that you give me right here on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. And if you are looking for more great content on the Locked on Sports Network, make sure to follow the Draft Dudes podcast um, hosted by Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, two great guys that I had had the opportunity of meeting down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, Uh, two guys who are great at what they do, providing fantastic content in a fun way. And there's, you know, they do a 
wonderful job along with the Draft Dudes on the Draft Network. They are also analysts there as well. So make sure to follow them, the Draft Dudes podcast on the Locked On Sports Network, so you can get more coverage of the NFL Draft um, and more coverage of a holistic view of the NFL Draft, not just Iowa Hawkeyes in the NFL Draft like you're getting right here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. So make sure to follow them as well. Thank you again for tuning in, Hawkeye Nation. Have a fantastic Tuesday, and let's go Hawks.